0: Do you deal with fear or maybe fears, ugly twin sister, worry or anxiety and the month of all things scary. This topic is one that is worth talking about again and again, but we're not just talking about Halloween that's to come later or the boo ah scared. We're also talking about actual fear, panic, late at night worrying, can't sleep anxiety, the never ending to do list, the afraid to do the thing because of the unknown, the medical diagnosis, the world's chaos, the list goes on and on. And fear manifests itself in so many different ways. But today we are talking about ways to combat and overcome fear because, sister friend, you can. So join me for a quick 20 minute conversation and leave prepared for battle. Hey, friend, welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. Do you want to grow in your faith and have an intimate relationship with Jesus? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to be overwhelmed and frustrated when you're way too busy and forgot to prioritize your time with him again? Hey, I'm Sam, and I too was someone who craved a deeper relationship but was too busy to make it happen. I felt overwhelmed trying to fit him in and wished I could be confident in my faith and identity. I wanted to read the Bible and actually understand what I was reading, but I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the know-how, or the discipline or tools to make it happen until I found a little secret to get rid of the Christian checklist. In this podcast, you will find biblical truth, hope-filled conversations with women who are right where you are, and all of the practical tools to implement so that you will be able to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So grab your copy, Bible, and pen, and let's dig in. Did you know that fear is mentioned over 300 times in the Bible? And the phrase, do not fear or fear not, is mentioned 365-ish times. Guys, anytime that God repeats himself more than once, I'm all ears. But 300 times, you better bet your bottom dollar that we should be paying attention. But why did he talk about it so much? Because it's important. Because he knew that the tactics of the enemy, and one of his tactics, because he can't create any new ones, is fear. Fear. And that we would face fear, I mean, probably daily. Because he also did not want us to be slaves to fear, period. Second Timothy 1.7 says, We have not been given a sphere to fear, but rather of courage and of self-control. That doesn't mean you won't be tempted to fear. It doesn't mean you won't wake up in the middle of the night with worry over a situation or a person. It doesn't mean you won't ever face anxiety, Or fear again, everyone experiences fear at some point or another. But what it does mean is that God has given you the resources to fight that fear, and it's Him, it's God Himself. Let's start with four questions to ask ourselves when we see fear knocking at the front door. One, where did it come from? Well, friends, if it's not from God, it means it's from the enemy, and most likely from a circumstances. That has happened. Two, do we believe that God is trustworthy? We've talked about this a few weeks ago. Like, do we really believe it? Because if we believe that we can trust Him, then we need to trust Him in this and with this. And if we don't, well, then we need to start there. Number three is being fearful or worrying necessary? Like, is it even necessary? The answer is no. In Matthew 6, we see in verse 31 do not worry saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, but your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Friends, I can pull out lots of scripture, but we're just going to keep going. But Know that there's lots of scripture for you. This is one of my favorite ones, Matthew 6, the entire chapter. But here, don't worry about tomorrow. I know it's easier said than done, but I want you to know that worrying isn't necessary. It is not necessary because he has already taken care of it. The fourth question I want you to ask yourself when you see fear knocking is, is God faithful? Like answer that right now. What is the first thing your heart is telling you? Yes? No? I don't know. Because if he isn't, then fear is not our biggest problem. We might have to go back to trusting, right? But if we believe that he is trustworthy and he is faithful, and then it's unnecessary for us to worry about any of it, whether he takes care of it here in the physical on earth or in heaven when we are completely whole, he has it taken care of. The Bible is covered with stories of real life circumstances, right, friends? Because we believe the Bible is true. It's active. It's living. It's God inspired and breathed, right? So we know that there's real life circumstances where these people overcome their fear to do the thing God has called them to do. Circumstances where they should be afraid, but have supernatural courage stories where they should be eaten by lions or burned up, but they're saved stories all throughout the Bible of his faithfulness. If God took care of and protected those people in the Bible, why do we think he wouldn't do it for us? Because he will. So instead of talking all about fear, those are the four questions I want you to ask yourself when it comes knocking. The Holy Spirit is going to bring up circumstances, or you can ask him if he doesn't, to bring up circumstances like, Lord, where am I missing the mark? Where am I allowing worry or fear to take hold in my life? Is it scary movies? Is it Halloween? Is it the world's chaos and wars happening? Is it medical diagnoses? Is it my children? Whatever the circumstances in, I want you to think of those four questions. We're not going to dwell on the circumstances because if you're anything like me, you already know what they are. You already know what you worry about, maybe what you're anxious about, and maybe what you're afraid of. So what we're going to talk about is how can we stop fear from taking root in our mind and therefore in our lives? The first way is we take our thoughts captives. 2 Corinthians 10.5 tells us that we are to demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Remember, we said if it's not from God, it's from the enemy. We're taking every captive thought to make it obedient to Christ. Taking our thoughts captive means choosing what you allow to take root in your mind. Friend, it is a choice. And if you don't make that choice, it'll make it for you. So here's a picture. Here's a picture for you. I hate flies. Like I hate them. Like loathe them. Okay. So in the summer here in the south, I have a fly swatter nearby. Like pretty much constantly because flies need to die. They're dumb. And I have seen so many. Fl- like okay, not to brag or anything, but your girl has a really good aim. <laughs> so dying is what happens when I see them. But imagine these annoying flies are fears or their worries or the anxieties or the thing that the Holy Spirit popped up into your mind. Really. It could be anything that isn't from God. They're flying around your head. They're just flying. They're annoying. They're going in for nosedives. They're just there. Unless you decide to swat them and kill them. Because if you don't, they'll land on your head and take root or have babies or whatever it is they do. I don't really know. But, or they'll just annoy you. But you have to actually make a decision to swat them and squish them and kill them. Yes, that's graphic. I don't even care. Because that's what needs to happen to these thoughts. You need to, as soon as they start to come in your mind, like, oh my gosh, what happens if X, Y, Z happens? Cool. Is that something I should be worried about? Nope. The Bible says nope. So I'm going to go ahead and squash it and send it back to the pit where it came from. We need to get really, really, really good at swatting away these fears, these thoughts, these worries, because they do us no good. And we were never meant to carry them. And Matthew 6, 25 is, talks about, like, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, about your body, what you'll wear. He pretty much covers it, like, all of it, right? And my pastor reminded me this past week that we are the only creation of God that worries. Like, later in that scripture, it talks about, like, do the sparrows worry, right? No, they don't. Do the lilies? Nope. Does any other part of God's creation worry about income, about what it's going to eat tomorrow? about any of these situations, it doesn't. It doesn't. In Romans 12 too, it tells us, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Friends, I know this is one of those Christian things that we kind of just say like, oh, take your thoughts captive. You're supposed to do that, duh. But I also understand how hard it is. This isn't like the easiest thing to do. Sometimes in different seasons of my life, I've had to do this hour by hour, 30 minutes by 30 minute by minute in circumstances. But it's like a muscle and you have to build that muscle and get used to swatting down the lies, taking the thoughts captive, catching them and throwing them back to the pit. And then we'll get to the different one, but replacing that. And then it that scripture says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Praise Jesus that we serve a God who has a will for us. He has a plan. He is sovereign over all of the chaos and it is good, even if it doesn't feel good right now. It is good. The second one we're going to do is we're going to exchange our fears or worries for the Lord's peace, and we're going to do it with faith. First Peter five, seven says, let him have all your worries and cares for. He is always thinking about you and watching everything that concerns you. I mean, isn't that so cool? We're not bothering him. We're not bugging him. Like here, God, I have this thing. It feels like little because you're like the God of the universe. He's not just sitting up there like annoyed by us. He is a tender, loving father who desires relationship with us. But friends, we cannot have faith and fear go together. They don't, they cannot coexist because they're polar opposites, right? And so we have to make the decision, just like we've made the decision to swat the the lies and the flies. We're making a decision to exchange our fears because we know they're going to happen. They're going to pop up, but we can wallow in it or we can exchange that for the Lord's peace and for faith because they cannot coexist. Faith is constructive. Fear is destructive. Faith is grounded in truth. Fear is grounded in lies. Faith is based on the promises of God, whereas fear is from the father of lies. Faith puts our trust in God, while fear does not trust God at all. Faith, in Hebrews 1, says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Fear, honestly, simply stated, is unbelief or weak belief. So you have to choose, choose now, which will it be? I don't know about you, but I have to make an actual choice. Like I literally have to give my brain an option to choose or else it will struggle and it'll just try and live with both. And that's just simply not possible. So right now with whatever you are dealing with, what do you choose? Fear or faith? Realizing fear is an emotion. It means that we can do something about it. You can decide overcoming the spirit of fear is an option and it's the best option. Spoiler alert. When you walk around with a spirit of fear, you take space. You take away from the victorious, abundant, joy-filled life that God actually intends for you. And a spirit of fear robs you of life. It's a and it's an astra- distraction and it's an all-consuming force, right? It's a force. It just takes over. But with Christ, overcoming the spirit of fear is possible and is wanted and is needed, but it starts with a decision. So choose now. What do you choose? Number three, we talk about this all the time here at the Abundant Woman Collective because it is so stinking important. We have to know the promises of God. And in order to do that, we have to read our Bible. We talk about reading our Bible a lot around these parts because it is so important. How can we know what God can do for us if we don't read about him? How do we know his character if we don't read? How can we stand firm on our faith if we don't know? When I struggle with finances, I know that scripture says in Philippians that my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. If we are anxious about like the future, I know in Psalms, he reminds us that God will instruct us and teach us in the way we should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you, he says. In sickness, I remember Romans. It says not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. If someone turns their back on us, if someone is against us, I know in Romans, not ramen, we're not eating ramen here, friends. In Romans, it says, if God is for us, then who can be against us, right? These are all promises. And these are all things that I've hidden in my heart and in, in, in my mind. So when the lies of the enemy, the fear, the worry, the anxiety comes at me and I've swatted it away, guess what? I can stand on this truth. I can know because I've read the word of God and I've memorized his promises that that fear is a lie straight from the pit of hell. And instead, this is what God says. This is who I'm putting my faith in. This is who I'm exchanging that fear for, is this, right? God assures us that we can know a calm peace through every situation. It's available for us. And Philippians 4.7 says, do not be anxious about anything, y'all, anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What glory, glory, amazing things that we get to exchange our junk for his goodness. And he will fill us with the peace of God. He will guard our hearts. He will guard our minds, right? I also see in scripture so many circumstances where God shows up and he shows off, right? Gideon overcoming fear in the battle of Midian. Esther facing the king to save her people. Moses up against the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army. David going against Goliath and then literally running his, like most of his life from Solomon. Moses's mama dropping him in the river. The woman with the blood issue used her faith to touch Jesus to be healed, right? The list is endless. It's endless of people choosing their faith in Jesus, choosing to believe in his timing, his will, his power, his healing for their life instead of believing the lies from the enemy. Instead of believing that they could not win the battles, they could not save their people. They were going to drown in the Red Sea. They were not going to win against a giant. They were not ever going to see their son again. They were never going to be healed, right? They chose faith. And so because of their actions, God's obedience, God's promises, God's showing up in glory, we can know and believe and stand firm that that is available for us, right? He doesn't just do it for the people in the Bible. He's alive and active and living today. The key is to learn to trust God, no matter what our fears are and no matter what our circumstances are. We can trust him because he loves us and he is greater than anything we'll ever face. That's from the great Billy Graham. Okay, our last one is, I would say the most important, but they're all so important. They're equally important. And that is to strengthen your prayer life. We talked about again, and I'm going to read it just again. Philippians 4, 6 to 7 says, do not be anxious about anything, right? We saw that. But then it says, in every situation, by prayer and petitioning, asking God with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Friends, talk to God. He isn't this big authority in the sky who doesn't care about you. You're not a peasant or an annoyance to him. He's not like, I always like imagine like Hercules, the movie, the old cartoon movies, (laughs) Hercules. He is a God who wants to hear from his children about all the things, especially when they're hurting or anxious or troubled. And friends, if you don't have the words, use scripture or just cry out the name of Jesus. Or just simply have a conversation like you would your partner, your friend, or your children. When I don't have the words using scripture, because I'll have like scripture cards placed in different places, I can use that as prayer, right? When I'm afraid, help me put my trust in you and my God whose word I will forever praise. That's from Psalm. Thank you, God, that there's no fear in love, but your perfect love drives out fear. That's 1 John. Because you are with me, I will not fear through tens of thousands, assail me on every side. That's our boy David in Psalms, right? We can pick scripture and present it back to the Lord. But why does this matter? It matters because scripture tells us to talk to God, to give it to him, to be in conversation. That's all it is. Prayer is fancy word for conversation with God. But so many times we use prayer as a last resort as if, okay, I guess I'll go pray about it now, but really it is our best defense for things that are happening now in your body, in your home, with your family and across the world. Pray without ceasing. Pray about yourself, about your situation, about the fear and the anxiety and the worry. You can give it to God in prayer and release it and exchange it. And prayer is such a powerful tool that you can also intercede on behalf of other women or friends or family or people you don't even know across the world who are going through hardship, right? That's what we do every Wednesday and every Monday inside of the membership is we pray and we're interceding on behalf of other women who have presented these requests to us. And we're petitioning the gates of heaven for these women. And you, my friend, have the authority and power to do the same thing. So always continue praying, strengthen your prayer life. Why does this matter? Like, seriously, why does this matter? Well, because if you're listening to this podcast, that means you're a woman who wants more from her relationship with Jesus, who wants to deepen her faith, who wants intimacy with the father, is done with relationship and seeks religion, is done with religion and is seeking relationship. And because you have a father in heaven who loves you, God's ultimate goal is intimacy with us and our total dependence on Him to dis- to sustain us. And friend, He will, <laughs> if we let Him, He will. And I want you to remember that you're forgiven, you're accepted, you're loved. That He's regenerated you, and you are a new creature, a new person in Christ, a child of God. He has given you His sanctifying Spirit. He has given you promises, like Hebrews. He has given you a Bible full of promises, but you do not have to accept fear. You do not have to accept worry or anxiety. You do not have to live like that. And he is asking for you to come to him in exchange for the abundant life that he has for you, because that is not yours to carry. And so friend, I hope this helps you. I hope it was practical for you. Um, Again, I have been praying all week for this and that the Holy Spirit would just present the thing. Right? We all have our own individual thing. There's a million different examples of where maybe we're struggling with fear and anxiety or worry and we didn't even know. And not just Halloween, we'll talk about that next week and I'm super excited for it, but about everyday things, about finances, health, life, world chaos, all the things. Whatever it is, know that you have a God who is waiting to take it from you, but you have to be willing to give it up and leave it with Him. I love you. I'm praying for you. Be sure that you've joined the Facebook group because we do do our prayer calls and I would love to praise God with whatever's going on in your life and pray for you and intercede on your behalf there. Until next time. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.